I'm using a Rode yeah. Broadcaster. It's up there with uh, with the SM7Bs like Rogan uses and everything. I got a lot of like baritone in my voice, you know, and this picks it up real well. So that, that way I sound smooth to all the ladies. You know, that's what it is. <laughs> I was going to say, you have a good radio voice. Thanks, man. Good, like, podcast voice. Yeah, thanks, brother. I appreciate that. I hope they include this in the pre-show, too, and put this in the episode, because that's pretty funny. It's the first time I've said that. Like, I get a mic just to make my voice sound good to the ladies. Not really that reason, but... <laughs> right. Oh, Lord, it's funny. Oh. Right, right. We're just jumping in. Hey, all in with Rick Jordan. I am Rick Jordan. I'm with Justin Rambo. We're just jumping in instead of having this pre-show stuff. Yes, yes. All right. I, I lost my train of thought now, though. But, dude, I love doing stuff just to make myself laugh. You know, like, like Listen, saying you things. have to laugh at yourself, though, because... Like, if you laugh at yourself, you take the power away from yeah. everyone else that makes fun of you. <laughs> so, hey, why not? <laughs> That's awesome, man. That's so cool. There was something that interested me because I've got your bio in front of me, man. And, that, you know, it's probably off the same thing, you know, because laughter can help other negative emotions, right? It kind of balances it out. I learned that because I did stand-up comedy this year on Broadway at Caroline's in New York. That was a, wow. an amazing experience, dude. And I, I was just talking with uh, one of my people about that really stretched me because... Uh, I, I, I hated it. I freaking hated every minute of it, right? But after I got off, I was like, whoo, that was pretty good. But the reason I hated it is because I had to read from like a script, right? And stand-up is all about the timing, you know, and the phrasing and the pauses and where you put everything in and you have to hit the punchlines just like word for word. And I'm used to doing what we're doing right now, where we're just talking back and forth, having a conversation. I'm good that way, bro. I am good because give me bullet points and I can talk for four hours, you know, <laughs> Yes. Whatever. But that reading off a script, it stretched me. But the laughter, dude, and I learned that injecting humor even into sales, into everything else, really helps people engage with you. Yeah. It brings that commonality to, like, the situation because anyone, no matter what language you speak, yeah. if you laugh and you speak a different language, but I hear you laugh, well, maybe I might laugh. It's just like when someone yawns, right? Yep, yep. It's contagious. And so it definitely breaks the ice for a lot of people. Right on, dude. I uh, I was curious because I know you're you're a coach now. Yep, and I was reading. What really jumped out at me about your bio was you had temper issues at one point, and who knows? You probably still do now because I don't know if that's anything that ever goes away. It's just something to kind of control. Is that right? It, right. Yeah, right, that's correct. that's what I figured. Control it. Right on. And I mean, we're talking about laughter, but it, it led me into this. And I really would love to unpack this today because that's that's intriguing to me because that's like anger, temper, whatever it is, is one of the freaking strongest emotions that exists. Right. And I know because I don't consider myself having a temper issue, but it's it's interesting for me because I have like this almost unlimited patience right and how most people will do like a gradual decline into stupidness and anger that's not the case with me so if everyone's on like this slow decline you know uh, from patience into anger and frustration i hold the line of patience so long while they keep going it's like where everybody else already has 90 percent of their patience gone and they've already succumbed to anger or temper i'm still hanging up there but then it gets to the point to where for me it's like a freaking Cliff. You know, it's like this huge steep drop off and I'm just done in that moment. It's a, it's like a complete flip in character personality. So it's not like I keep I don't feel like I keep anything bottled up, but it's interesting. So I'm curious where you fall on the spectrum. Dude, I really want to know how you overcome this because you I'm sure one thing you've noticed too is what you've struggled with, and this is the case with me too, man. Anything I've struggled with, there's always other people that are struggling with the same exact right. thing. You're never the only one, even though you may feel that way. So, dude, give me, give me your story, man. How, how'd you find out that that was a thing? You know, where'd you go from there? What'd you do? Well, listen, the first time I realized I had a temper, I was playing baseball for the first time in fourth grade, right? Organized baseball. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm more of a football track guy, but fourth grade, I'm going to try baseball. So I'm a sprinter. Naturally, I have a lot of type two muscle fibers. I move really fast, very powerful. With baseball, I tried to apply that same principle. And when I was at bat, I would wait to the last minute and I would swing as hard as I possibly could. And I would strike out. I mean, that whole yeah. season, I hit the ball one time, but it was during that season that I realized 
I have some real anger issues because I would get really, really upset. Yep. I remember one time I was at bat and I struck out. I went over to the bench. I threw my hat down. I started rubbing my hat in the dirt and I looked back and my dad was standing behind me. I didn't realize he was there. And so I'm like, man, everybody sees me melting down. Everybody sees oh, this temper. So that's the first time I recognized it, but I guarantee I've had it prior to that. Yeah, right? And yeah. so getting older, it was always an issue. I would just explode and then I would be fine. Yeah, it, it was a quick yeah. release. And so it's something that A, I had to identify where some of the sources came from. So that was a big game changer for me, right? I had to identify yep, yep. where some of the anger came from, from my past. And then after I did that, I had to put some stops along the way, meaning, what do they call it? Like a, um, when you have the bump in the road, you have to slow down, right? I had to put those mechanisms in place when I felt my anger rising, meaning something that I would normally get upset at I need to figure out, okay, take two seconds and think about the outcome you want. Because if I think about the outcome I want, that gives me that two second pause to where I'm not getting as upset. And then learning lessons along the way, it you just remember what the lessons you learn. Okay, well this happened last time and I didn't get as upset. And since I didn't get as upset, I felt a lot better afterwards. Is right. that so you're talking and, about mechanisms like that two seconds, right? Is that the actual mechanism or is that the what you're doing after the mechanism? Because what tells you to actually stop for two seconds? You know, be, be, oh. <laughs> what, yeah. what's that thing? You know, because that's great. Stop for two seconds, step back, take, you know, look at the outcome. That's great. But what triggers you to actually take those two seconds in the first place to be like, whoa, okay, all right, I'm not, I'm going to take two seconds now. That is there a mechanism with that? Something that you lean on? Because I, I know some people that even do like an olfactory thing, right? That if they feel like they're getting angry or whatever, they train their nose, their senses, man, to like get them into a state to where they can pull back and view things. A Objectively, you know, it's like it's like a trigger point, a trigger mechanism to help them into a positive outcome, like you're saying. So, what's that for you yeah. to say? What actually stops you to actually even take those two seconds? It's going to sound really weird, but just follow me. Along. I knew there was I'll, something, bro. I knew that there has I'll, to be. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tie this in. So, I it's one of my superpowers, as I call it, right? One of my strengths, yeah. one of my gifts, and it's being a history buff. I love history i'll watch documentaries all the time and my wife is like well you saw it before why are you watching something about rockefeller why are you watching something about carnegie yeah i yeah. love history but i love the lessons from it because i can remember it so with me being angry so often and exploding and getting in trouble i remember the lessons and how i felt when i did explode i may have been calm right afterwards but the repercussions weren't fun to deal with yeah because yeah i blew up i got angry now i feel terrible now people are looking at me weird and i didn't like how that felt so when i feel myself starting to rise up oh, remember how you felt that one time yeah. don't do it reversely also i remember how i felt if i'll tell you this story when i had my first business it was a brick and mortar personal training studio and i had a trainer who was training two clients and those two clients were the type of clients that would miss a lot of their sessions, right? So me being a nice guy, I said, okay, we can make those up towards the end of your package. Yeah, yeah. So that trainer left before the end of the package. <laughs> of so course. Those ladies wanted, yeah, those <laughs> ladies wanted a refund, right? They said, oh, can we have a refund? And I tried to explain to them how it really worked, right? They've already missed their sessions. I was just being nice. Yeah. And one of the ladies got really, really nasty. And this is through email. Yep, really, yep. really nasty. And I felt myself getting very, very angry. And I said, you know how this feels if it plays out with you getting angry, Yeah, Don't do it. So I was nice. I gave them a little refund. Two years later, I'm traveling to Vegas. I'm at the airport and I see the lady's husband near the same gate as I'm gonna be at. So this is awkward, how does this happen? And so I look around a little bit more, I see the lady and her family but they're way ahead of me in line. Yeah, for sure. So it's obvious they're on the same flight. So I'm thinking, yep. you know what? Maybe they'll be, they'll sit somewhere. I'll just walk past them and not really look. Now she was nasty to me. I didn't blow up on her. So I 
get onto the plane. I'm looking for my seat and I see it. I look down, I'm sitting right next to her husband. Yeah. <laughs> she's across from us, right? She's across from us and guess what? We had a, fanta or a fantastic conversation. It was beautiful. Why? Because I didn't blow up. So that lesson in itself is something that I'll always remember and realize you don't have to get really angry. Put that stop in place. Think about the outcome and then what you want out of For it. For sure, man. Right on. That's that's awesome because I, I see the correlation and that's like the stopping point. You've already pulled on something positive that you have, you know, that's in your life. You know, so an interest of yours like history and documentaries, any sort of thing like that. And now you've applied that to actually help you stop and take those two seconds because it's yeah. in that moment. That's cool. That's really cool. So you've trained yourself using something that you already like about yourself to shift you into that outcome. Dude, that's amazing. That's amazing. I, uh, as you were talking there, too, about the other people, I just had a conversation with one of my people this morning in my cybersecurity business, you know, because we had a vendor or something that was being weird, and it was different timing, you know, it wasn't the right timing, and we said, hey, you know, we're just going to pause this for a bit, and then we'll regroup like in September, which is next month. This was back in May, because I've got a lot of different focuses right now. It was a new vendor. We were spinning up new services, and from that point, they're like, hey, no problem, but yet they continued to bill us for three months, and the question was, well, what have you done for us? It wasn't like your scenario with this woman right and the the thing that i said is like listen why are they even doing this why are they even sticking us to and it wasn't even a lot of money i mean like 1500 bucks right when you run a multi-million dollar business that's really like a dollar 50 right as far as expenses go and, and everything mm -hmm. but when i'm looking at that it's like do they not realize that they have no leverage over us you know, and in your scenario too, with this woman, you really did not have much leverage over her that would give you a good outcome if you held her right. money back, right? And that's the same with these guys. It's like, why don't you just do the right thing? You know, even if you're in the right, why don't you just do the right thing and keep that person happy? Because later on down the road, like you, you sat next to this woman on a freaking airplane. How's that for karma? Oh, so weird. right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it worked out. It, but that was that was karma showing me, hey. You're making the right decisions. You're on the right path. You passed the test. You Keep got utilizing it. Utilizing that information. Dude, there's a key in this too, is that you actually saw the beneficial outcome of this with your own two eyes, physically in person with this woman. There's a lot of scenarios too, to where you can make the right decision like this, but you'll never see the results of it. You know, but you, you may not physically see them or tangibly feel them, but at some point it will come back around because it's setting you on the right path to do the best thing you can possibly do for other people and even more importantly the best possible thing you can do for yourself for your own well-being yeah. your own mental state that's really what you're doing rather than forcing yeah. yourself into something that's going to cause you stress dude because uh, it's just uh, i love your perspective on this man so that's one mechanism yeah. right is taking something is positive taking something positive that already exists in your life and using that to trigger the outcome that you want to avoid something else you don't like about yourself and, and change yeah. that what's another one dude i, I I love loving our conversation, man. I hope you are. This is great. Yeah. So another one for me, honestly, is to think about what I asked myself, and I used to get in trouble for this all the time when I was younger, right? By yeah. my mom, by teachers, by everybody. I would ask why all the time because I was just an inquisitive kid. I wanted to know why. Dude, that's my favorite right? question. <laughs> why is the sky blue? Yeah. Like, yep. Why is like why? And so when when I find myself getting to that state where things are just not going right yeah and i want to get upset i'll say why because when i ask myself why again it gives me that two seconds to pause yep yep. and then the why is is it really important in the grand scheme of things if i get upset now right while it may be where i, I might get upset and then i'm not as upset it's still in my mind because i got upset and so if it's on my mind the whole time, the other things that I wanted to accomplish throughout the day are going to take a back seat. For sure, so, man. Why? That, What's the point? Yeah, your and question so, saying, how, you know, just, does this really matter in the end? Yeah, and uh, I'm mm -hmm. assuming that a lot of the times you're saying that, no, it doesn't really matter in the end. So why do I need to know the answers to that if it's just going to infuriate me, right? Sometimes, though, I'm sure it absolutely it does matter. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe those rare scenarios. And I think that's important, too, to not cheat yourself as far as understanding and examining things. I love what you're doing and the fact that you're just taking, again, like, 
like a step back. But mm-hmm. now that question of why you're determining, is this really something this freaking spend any mental energy on whatsoever? <laughs> that's that's like the real question, right. right? Doesn't even matter because no matter yeah. what, however you think about something, whether it's for two seconds or two hours or two weeks, it's still expending mental energy that could be used towards something else that might give you a greater, more positive outcome. Yeah. But then you also have to remember sometimes when you're feeling that in the moment, it may not be right to address the situation in that moment. Timing. Yeah, so buddy. I've had plenty of situations where I want to address it right then and there. Yeah. I'll say, okay, well, what is the point of me addressing it in my emotions? Yep. Yep. You put facts and logic together later on when I calm down and then it works out typically better. So in those moments where the why and getting to the question is really important, I may not do it when I'm in the emotion though. I'll do it later on. I get you. I feel you, man. In sales, because that's a lot of what I do day in and day out now, a lot of the decisions that are made are made with emotion and then everyone justifies it with logic. You know, instead of flipping that around, but that's like 95% of us because I learned from an army special forces dude that 95% of us don't make decisions with our conscious mind. And that's when emotions come into play, right? So we're just saying that, hey, we're going to make these decisions that we really haven't even thought about because they were talked about in ourselves within our emotions and our subconscious and now we're going to justify that bad choice with logic after the fact and try to find some thread that might exist somewhere to actually justify what we just did right instead of shifting over and it's tough dude because it is i'm one of those five percent you know at least he told me i was that does make most of my decisions and i use that term most intentionally most of my decisions in my conscious mind, meaning I'm actually thinking through them because it's one of my just gifts or superpowers like you're talking about is trying to strategize and see all the possible outcomes in like a split second of a decision. So I'm doing that in my conscious mind. But there's times, especially if it comes to frustration or anger, where I will do that in my subconscious. I will become a 95 percenter and just make this decision in emotion and almost every Mm -hmm. single time it's not a good deal man it is not a good deal to sit in that moment and make that decision based out of emotion i'm tracking with you dude that's awesome yeah Yeah. have you ever taken i'm curious uh the disc assessment i have yeah do you remember what your letters are oh god i don't even remember i know all right i'm I'm gonna break this down for me this is actually what yeah yeah i'm a I'm a high D, 99D, which a yep. dominant a driver. Like think of Michael Jordan. Yeah, right. Just I know it was task. there. I can't remember what my secondary was. Yeah, you know, I'm a it's high D. Less. Yep. Yeah, and I was hot. Yeah, it makes sense, right? And I was operating out of my high D for a long time. Yeah, the majority of my life. But I'm also a high C, which is systematic, analytical. I didn't realize it, but <laughs> once I started flipping it and I started analyzing yeah. things and operating out of the high C first, it helped me not get so into my emotions when oh, I had cool. to make a decision. Huh. So it was uh, one of those game changers for me. I'm going to have to check that out again. I don't remember what my secondary one was. I mean, my, my team all around me all the time just says, you know what, I typically don't think, like their perspective is I typically don't think about things. I just do. Right. And everyone's like, you're just a doer. And that's you're a sniper. Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, mm-hmm. but I do calculate things, those strategies in split seconds, just like a sniper, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and I just dive into it and take things as they come at me. So to yep. others' perspectives, it would be, I like that phrase, dude. You just nailed me to a T with well, that. Call me well, a one could recognize it. One could recognize another. People yeah. always tell me, they say, you just make a decision and you go for it and it works. I said, you think I just make it, but I <laughs> analyzed it a lot more than what you. Yeah. And that goes back to me liking history. I analyze things yeah, and then yeah. I realized this is what the decision needs to be made and make the decision. Dude, it's always you're dead on, man. You're always pulling out of experiences that you've had. And if you don't have those experiences, this is how I feel and how I think if I don't have the experience in a certain area to pull from, then I'm sure as hell going to go get it. 
I'm going to yep. go get it right now, which means I'm making that snap decision to say yes to whatever this thing is, because I know even if I fall on my face, now I have another reference point to pull yes. from in the future to make the right decision, not even just with that type of scenario, but with any other scenario. It like adds to my own internal knowledge base, adds to yeah. my own just abilities and topics that I can pull from and talk from. That's why I love doing shows like this, man, because I can actually learn from conversations that we're having right now and then apply that. I pulled out Sniper today because you called me that. And that's like dead on. You know, I yeah. think back to like video games and Call of Duty, right? And I used to love different sniper scenarios. You know, I was going to be in the military, but that's a long story how I did. Not a really long story. It was just asthma kept me out. You know, but that oh, was one wow. of the things. It was like, I know how to make those snap decisions. And like you said, it's because I have pulled from every other scenario in my life, and I already know what those outcomes produced or did not produce, but from the outside perspective looking in towards me, it looks like we just make snap decisions and don't even think about it. Mm -hmm. However, we've done so much stuff. We, we, we've said yes to so many things, and now we have such an incredible internal knowledge base to pull from that it's possible for us to completely analyze a scenario in the snap of a finger and have the right outcome come into place because we're already tapping into our successes and our failures from past experiences. Yeah, and even others, like the things we watch, the, oh, yeah. the environment we're yep. around mentally, we can pull on other experiences because we've seen this thing played out a yeah. hundred times. Even though it may not have played out on our lives, we've seen it before. Yep. And so we pull on those experiences as well. And I think that's a an important thing to realize you have to be observant yeah, in order to go yeah. forward because you go forward blind you might fall off a cliff yep. you know what i mean so it's yep. important to be observant and analyze things Right on, man. That's awesome. So let's talk about decisions here a little more, okay? Because there's another thing that really, outside of the temper thing, there's another thing that really stuck out in your bio is that you tried, right? Or at least that's what it says, right? Tried college or attempted college three times. What does that actually mean? You know, because your bio says that you succeeded your third time, but what does that mean for like the first two? What what happened there? And dude, why did you even go back a third time? Um, you know, <laughs> what's this yeah. whole story here, brother? Yeah, so I grew up, I wasn't really great um, with academia and it wasn't because I just didn't know what to do. I really didn't try. I didn't have the structure yeah. and the support around me. And so going into college my first time, I played a little bit of college football, but I didn't care about academics again. Okay. And so I pretty much just stopped going to school, right? I came back home. I had my first daughter at an early age. All right, she's born. Let me try this college thing again because now I have another life to look after. So I go to college and I'm still young at this time. I still didn't have structure. I didn't really understand myself at all and how I operated. Yeah. And I was living mentally in my past experience of school, not really realizing what I have now as I have grown. And so I stopped going again. And this time I stopped going for a while. I decided to work in the warehouse for a while. And I said, this life isn't for me. I can't, I, I need to do more. I need to yeah. accomplish yeah. something in order to give myself more confidence, something just so I can use it as a frame of reference again. And so fast forward, uh, two, three years later, I decided to go back to college. Now I'm older, right? I'm a little more wise in terms of life. And I told myself, if I accomplish this, or when I accomplish this, I will always be able to use it as a reference point of being able to overcome something. And so at age 26, I finally succeeded my third stint in college in earning my bachelor's degree. And now at this time, I had two daughters. Wow. Right? So statistically, I was going to school, I was working part-time at this point, and I had two daughters and a failed relationship with their mother, right? So all these things going on, but I had to zero in on something I could yeah. accomplish yeah. because everything else around me was saying, you're not accomplishing anything. And you suck. Yeah, that's yeah what I'm sure that was much. going through your head. It's like, how how stupid am I? You know, look at this. I can't yeah. succeed at anything. You know, that's no good yeah. for your temper either, but that's like this no. mental spiral. But here's the crazy death. part. Yeah. I never felt like I, I always knew that I was going to do something. I just needed something to ground me. Yeah, I knew I yeah. was going to do something. I just needed to push past a point where I can say I succeeded in this and it wasn't natural to me. That's huge. 
So I use that, yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah, you knew that you were going to succeed. I think deep down, I'm sure there's some people that feel like, oh, I'm never going to be good at anything, right? And that's probably because they have maybe been told that. You know, maybe in their childhood or whatever it is, you know, there's also the opposite side of that with parents that will say, oh, you can do anything you want, which I also think is BS because no, dude, I couldn't do anything that I want. Yes, right. I'm super successful. I have multi-million dollar businesses, whatever, but I couldn't do it. If I needed to like fix a doorbell, I have a broken doorbell at my house right now, right? I have no knowledge to go and do that. There's no way I could do that. Or like even if I tried to hang cabinets, right, as a carpenter or something like that, there's no way those suckers are going to be straight. That's not, <laughs> that is not my gig. I know my lane, right? Or maybe if I went to be like a doctor or something, man, I wouldn't have necessarily the patience for patients. I would love the, the problem-solving side of it. But being in like the line of what we do as far as being thought leaders, right, imagine me in a doctor's office and giving somebody the straight truth because that's a thing of mine is compassionately and lovingly is trying to get, you know, I'd be like my doctor who like legit just straight up told me and everybody hates my doctor except me, right? They go to him because he's an actual good doctor, but his bedside manner for most people, he and I joke around all the time because we're like the same person. But when I was fat, dude, when I was 80 pounds over, he's like, you know what? You really need to drop 40 pounds. I think you need to lay off the Twinkies. Literally what he said, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and, I'm, and I'm thinking at first it's like it sparks up some anger inside of me, but then I'm thinking it's like, well, it's not Twinkies, but it's like freaking three huge cookies every night. He's not wrong. He is not oh, yeah. wrong. You know, but yeah. that's that's how I would be is just delivering the straight truth from a place of love and compassion, but it just comes across that way. I know that there's things that I can, can do. Can I tell you why though? Please go there's for it. There's some science behind that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So you said the reason why you and I are connecting like this is because we're both high D's, right? Yep, yep. So think of a high D as a pilot. They like to steer the ship, yeah. right? Or the plane. What does a pilot have sitting next to him? Dude, he's got a co-pilot co all the way. Yep. These tend to resonate with other D's, right? So your doctor is probably a high D. Yeah. They're usually bullet point straight to the facts. Yep. Give them what you need to give them and that is it. And that is one reason why people thought for a long time that I wasn't a nice guy. Yeah, I would just sure. tell the truth. Yep. Yep, I'm with you. I love him. He and I get along so well, mm -hmm. man. I mean, we'll joke around. He even still, there's times he'll stay in the room with me for like another 30 minutes, you know, and, and we'll just talk about whatever, you know. And I'm like, dude, you bought some new shirts, didn't you? Because he's like 79 years old like that or something. He's been my doctor forever now. Wow. It's like, yeah, I figured he's like Hungarian or something. Like, he's like, yeah, I did. I finally went on the Amazon and bought some stuff. I'm like, dude, you got Amazon shirts? So like, <laughs> like, how much Amazon? do you make? You know, <laughs> like, and I see you drive. You're a doctor, and I see you driving like a Ford, you know, Focus or something. He's like, I like to save the money, you know. I'm like, that's great that hey. you're frugal. Yeah, <laughs> but this is the these are the conversations we have, and I'm sure he doesn't have this with everybody else, right? Mm -hmm. It's just because you're right, man. I understand what perspective he's coming from, and I appreciate it because yeah. I, I'm the same way. But I show love and compassion very much in actions too, and that's why when people see me, that you know, there's it comes across, and I'm sure it does with you, man. Because, dude, I see you smile like this entire time and yeah. everybody tells me that you know when I meet somebody and I meet their family like so what do you think of him it's like well he smiles a lot Rick sure smiles a lot like exactly because I'm happy and it yep. comes across that way right it comes across that I really genuinely want to help people too just like you do and it's because we pull from those bad experiences that we've had and we don't want to be that way towards others but there's a moment it's like sports coach style right to where people just need to hear what they need to hear there's no sugarcoating it I played nine years of baseball I played four years of soccer i played three years of basketball and there were times to where the coach would just come up and be like listen what you're doing you should never do it again i mean just as direct as that <laughs> right, right. We, we, there's these coaches that exist but i think back to sports coaches and a coach is not there to placate you they're there to achieve an outcome to get a result and sometimes you just need to hear what you need to hear and it needs to be presented in a way to where you don't have to think about it or try to figure it out it's just direct phrasing and giving the straight truth because you need to hear that and if it resonates with you and you get pissed off because somebody told you that it's probably freaking true mm -hmm. yep it's it's true if you feel it and you're upset about it because it applies to you right on but because it, it actually also, it also it, it puts a frame around for certain people like a frame of context for certain people because if i tell you something and i beat around the bush yeah you then have the power to redirect it 
however you want to. But if yep. I just tell you direct straight, maybe you're not, you'll get upset. I don't know, but you'll understand what the situation is. And maybe you'll come around later and say, Hey, you were right. Cause we've all had those moments. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Dude, I made a mistake a couple months ago and I'm going to call it a mistake. When I dropped weight, the, the catalyst for me, right. Was that I was in a movie theater and I was just walking by this. I was like going to the restroom and this dude was coming back from the restroom and he looks at me. He's like, what's up chubby. You know, I was like, WTF, you know, and the, but there's nobody that has ever random guy. I know random dude. I didn't know. You know, I don't, I don't know him. Maybe he was drunk. I don't know. I, but it was like, you know, I just like stopped there and just stared him down as he walked by. Cause I'm six one and he was like five, two, you know, as he looked that way, whatever. And I'm like, dude, I will pound you. You know, that was like the thought that was going through my head at the time, <laughs> but, but I, I didn't do anything, you know? So I just go to the restroom, but it was in that moment because somebody actually called me that to my face, giving me the straight truth that I looked in the I'm like, man, I am fat. You know, and then I looked back at this and there was a lot of individuals that were close to me that never said anything, you know, and I see the photos now, you know, because now I'm buff. I mean, these shirts, I got people like, I see you brought the guns, Rick, you know, and I'm like, I'm not that you're, huge. You're you know, busting like, out of your shirt, man. I know, right? <laughs> but that's when they see me now, you know, I look at the before and after pictures. I'm like, dang. You know, I was really, really large. It's like, how could people around me not possibly see that? And there's this whole blinded by love thing, you know, people that genuinely cared for me. But then I also go to the other side. It's like, how could people really, really care for you and not tell you what you need to hear? You know, so I did this like Facebook Live and I was like, you know, I, I need to. And this is the part that I'm calling a mistake, right? Because it doesn't resonate with some people. And I found this out afterwards. But for me, it did. Because maybe it's the high D thing. I needed somebody to just give me the straight truth. You know, other people figured out in different ways but i go on and then, again everybody who's listening i'm calling this a mistake okay i goofed when i did this is i went on facebook live and said listen this is what happened to me and i needed somebody to tell me i'm fat so here's me telling you that you're fat right just for the ones that needed to hear it now i did get i know right yeah, but that but that's the thing. It's like I was genuinely coming, like you were saying, like people don't think you're a nice guy, right? And sometimes in those scenarios, for me, it could be that they thought that I was an asshole in that moment, right? But that was like half the crowd because I got some shade, I got some hate from that. But then on the other side, I got people hitting me up to being like, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Mm -hmm. And this was like four weeks later saying that I've already dropped 20 pounds because you did that, mm. you know? And it's like, I, I'm still calling it a mistake because it was in a moment of emotion. And actually it was a good emotion in that moment to actually rest in and say, you know what? I really, really want to help other people right now. And I need to do that. So I'm just going to throw it out there. And that was like, you're saying a sniper, right? But now I have that yep. experience to put in my knowledge base and say, I'm never going to pull that crap again <laughs> because, it, because it was the wrong approach to do that. It, I still got some good outcomes out of it. And some people are like, thank you, Rick. Thanks for saying that. But it was a wrong choice because it was done an emotion so it's not even just like the places of, of bad emotion you know in negative emotion to where you make those those bad decisions you can also make bad decisions from good emotions mm -hmm. as well and that's taking that step back and finding those trigger points to be able to the, lead you to those mechanisms that you're talking about to actually think about it take those two seconds and figure out if this is really the outcome that you want from the decision you're about to make yeah no you definitely have decisions you can make from good or bad emotions and sometimes i know for me a lot of the times if it was an emotion that was e extremely i was just happy that something happened yeah i i found myself um what do you call it vomiting it on other people that yeah. ready for <laughs> that's it. a great like that is ready the right word all. that's yeah. the right word brother yeah <laughs> you got so it. i learned that lesson early on too yep. in terms of the fitness space you know since i worked in it I know how certain people react to certain things, but yeah, I've yeah. definitely been guilty of that before. <laughs> That's funny. That's the best way to put it. I love it, dude. That's awesome. So, man, where um, I want to send everybody to you. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, you can find me. You go to my website. It's versatilesuccess.com. It has all my social media information. It has my book information. Sweet. It has my coaching services, everything. Dude, you got a podcast too, right? I do. It's called the Versatile Success Podcast. Where is that on iTunes and everywhere? iTunes, all the platforms that 
you can find any podcast on that's you're there you yeah on. so apple yeah. podcast google podcast spotify uh yeah. every, everything that's cool man and you also have a book too i want to talk about because i saw the book like turn down the noise i started thinking yeah. it, like in the moment i was really really hyped up you know when i when i saw your book title i was like well that's like counterproductive it's like you're we're going to talk about leveling up and then you got the book turned down the noise i'm sure i know where you mean by that but it was just i make myself laugh right that's what we were talking about the humor you in that. Do yeah. It. yeah exactly man but turn down the noise is that like a distractions book is that what you're is it? it's a uh, personal development distraction removing book that's cool man anything okay i put it this way how can i put it if you have a start line for track and field yeah everyone but one person is at the actual start line the one person that's not at the start line is back a lot further yeah strapped to a rubber band with pegs in it right huh. they're by themselves they're not around anyone else once it's time to go that rubber band releases that person now yeah who's not at the start line is way ahead of everyone else and so it took me to eliminate my distractions remove some things get within myself to figure out what i wanted to do how how i wanted to do it and it has been this like the biggest game changer yeah. for me in general and so it's just zeroing in finding your path and sprinting down your path dude let's get deep real quick if that's cool because my brain I is going that. good 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 yeah we're not done yet oh no 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 <laughs> we're gonna get real deep here because the distractions thing you know if we look at current events and just even maybe the past 60 years of things right i see you and i right black dude white dude having an amazing conversation Right. And my barber is an amazing dude, too. He's a black dude. Yeah, I've even taken like a videographer there because we have some of the best conversations, man, you know, from all across the mm -hmm. spectrum. And when we're talking about distractions, man, with everything that's going on in current events, you know, Black Lives Matter, which to me is actually hugely important because I don't even think that all lives matter until Black Lives Matter. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, dude, yeah. it's, it's so it's so counterproductive to think one or the other. It just doesn't make sense. You you know, because you could, you have to have before all lives can matter, black lives have to matter. You know, any sort of a, oppressed ethnicity has to matter first. And I'm looking at you and I, right, and distractions, and look at all the real things that need to be accomplished in our country, in the world. And to me, the, this whole issue of race is actually a freaking distraction. I remember, and I'm, I'm gonna bring this up because I'm curious, I haven't asked anybody this, right? And I'm asking you because you're black, and I'm saying this because it was another black dude, Samuel L. Jackson, or sorry, it was Morgan Freeman, who is actually one of my favorite actors that exists. And they're like, how can we solve the problem of racism? That was the question to him. This is on YouTube, you can find it. And his answer, dude, floored me it was mm. stop talking about it <laughs> that was his answer and i understood where he was coming from on that because it's like the more you talk about it the more it can become an issue from either side you know and i get his perspective on that i'm curious how you feel because to me it is that way when we're talking about distractions it's like that it's like racism or even like the process of overcoming that can be a distraction from accomplishing what really needs to be done in the first place you know i mean you look at like george floyd and dude i was so impressed with his brother when he came on he's like stop rioting you know stop creating violence because you're only hurting your own people by doing this if you really want and that see that's the distraction right that's the distraction right there that i'm talking about and then he's like if you really want to make some sort of impact get your ass out there and vote you know at the local level and start to shift things that way because that's what's going to make real progress focus all that energy and emotion which is what we've talked about a lot on our show today focus a lot of that into something that's extremely positive that can actually make a difference that doesn't damage things something that will build you know so i'm curious dude when I talk about Sam and Sam Jackson like that, or sorry, that was Morgan Freeman. I like Sam Jackson too, man. He's a, they're both great. <laughs> they are, dude. <laughs> there was another thing I can't remember. It's like somebody didn't know who Sam Jackson was. This was funny to me. They're like, "Have you seen any movie ever?" They're like, "Yeah." He's like, "Well, he's the black guy." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was cracking up. He's amazing, dude. So with Morgan Freeman saying that, right? He's like, "Stop talking about it." What does that make you feel? You know, and and you can agree, you can disagree, whatever, man. I'm curious. On this yeah um 
so I don't think you stop talking about it. Yeah. I think you talk about it, but then there has to be action and then move forward. Bingo. And so I actually addressed this whole issue because I grew up in the suburbs. I went to a school that was intermixed with a lot of different races. Yeah, yeah. So I understand a lot of different people, right? And so my stance on it when I did the video was to educate people that don't understand what's going on or why we feel the way we feel yeah right and so i i've had people reach out to me since that video and say thank you because i didn't understand it but i didn't want to be attacked for not understanding it yep, yep. and my thing is okay you address the issues and then now there has to be action and the action doesn't necessarily mean talking about it all the time but at least have people understand the other side right so that way we can move forward in life and so in terms of talking about it yeah i think it has to be addressed but not constantly in a negative connotation for me i'm a big action person so actions speak louder than words i addressed it you didn't see me put other videos about it i may have had some posts yeah. here and there yeah. but i addressed it i took action and i'm taking action going forward and so that's what it's all about is taking action after it not just words yeah action. yeah dude that's awesome so sam i keep saying sam jackson morgan freeman when he said this i could see it from your perspective as well because if he's saying stop talking about it i think almost everything addressing any issue to begin with should always start with talking about it right and the riots that exist you know not the protests but the rioting the violent riots that's like putting the action before the talk you know, and, and taking a negative action, which then sets the bad tone for the talking that should have taken place to begin with. But when there's talking about it and you bring awareness to talking, there's a moment there to where there needs to be action. You have to stop freaking talking about it and do something about it. You know, if you're just going to talk mm-hmm. to your blue in the face, man, you, you've got to move on to that action phase to where there's something that's actually being done that's in a positive way that's building it, man. I think that you and I could probably change the world with some of this stuff for real because it, it's uh, the racism, I think, right. the, you know, the systemic racism, I think, is what is the 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 stopping point between the talking and the acting right because that becomes a distraction and then that's where things just derail because we've talked about the systemic racism but now we get to a point to where the emotions fly like you were saying and a lot of the emotions are justified man a lot of them are because there's very real bad crap that has happened but you get to that point it's like cool now we recognize that but now we can shift and we can remove the distraction of the talk because we know what needs to be done which means that now we just have to do it we will take action in this moment i know we're like oversimplifying it at this point but dude if just like the smallest kernel of what we're saying can be caught by anybody that's listening i'm sure we can help start some sort of spark and some flame at this point man yeah i appreciate to understand like you just have to understand where the other issue is you have to understand the other person because think of a relationship sometimes when you and another the other person you don't work out is because there's a misunderstanding right but until they tell you how they're really feeling you're like ah so i must understood what was going on but since i'm a big history buff that's where i came in is i gave the back in history of a lot of different things just not not just what was going on now but just the history for people to understand so for instance if your great great grandfather was upset look at the hatfields and mccoys yeah right yeah you had one generation that was really upset with each other and then that spilled to the next generation and the next generation those future generations didn't understand okay i'm mad at this family but really why yeah so Dude, you, you are a history buff. You yeah, just pulled out the Hatfields and McCoys, man, like something <laughs> I learned in third grade. Right? Yeah. So you have to sort of understand, like, ask yourself why. What the big issue, like, what's going on? Yeah. Hear from the other side, and let's move forward and take action. But not speaking about it, it doesn't mean it goes away. You just have to educate people yeah, pretty for much. Yeah, sure. And Dude, not persecute them. Right on, man. I mean, I have a lot of friends that are of lots of different races, man. And the thing that really bugged me about a lot of this, and I just uh, I saw it so much as like distracting issues, right? With, with with the riots and everything else, it was just taking focus off of what actually needed to be talked about to begin with. And I see, you know, one of the thoughts that kept coming into my head was, guys, take a look back at, at Dr. Martin Luther King. That dude started the talks, right? And then what you and I were talking about just now is that that ended up being with JFK around who was awesome. 
you know, for for the black community, that ended up taking action with legislation, right? Because everybody voted the right people in the office to actually take action off the talk. And I, yeah. I love that, you know, and a lot of what's going on now, I felt like it was almost like erasing the progress that was made, right? In the name of just like going and destroying crap, you know, just for the heck of it, you know? And it wasn't the weirdest thing too. And there was part of it that was really cool to see people of different races protesting together you know understanding that there still is progress to be made we had progress so far but then as soon as that turned violent as soon as the riots started happening man that just like completely erases everything that was positively talked about to begin with even all the way back 60 70 years to mlk that's a that's the part that broke my heart man you yeah. know, so i don't think it really and so any society again going back to history I yeah probably will reference history a lot there's always been some type of rioting when there's anger there's going to be violence yep, right there will be so most yep. people don't most people don't realize this when the human psyche sees violence they realize something needs to happen to yeah. stop it so yep. that march on selma with mlk the first time they went across the bridge and they were met with batons and tear gas yeah brother they, yeah the lbj told mlk not to do it he told him not to go actually but yep. he wanted to, them to still march there's tape where lg or um linda B baines johnson says hey we need to get this on film so america can take action yeah yeah and so once everyone saw what was going on the violence of it action was taken when people are angry and frustrated they do get in their emotions right and that's just human nature yep. and that's where it I knew what was going to happen as soon as that oh yeah the man tape came out like yep. that's just human nature. You look back at the dark. You look at any civilization yeah. that has yeah. ever walked the face of the earth. There's going to be physical and a visceral reaction to any type of situation. It's just how long do you perpetuate that? Yeah, right. We see it. We recognize it. We understand now how do we move forward? there is a threshold isn't there brother i mean i don't know right where that is but yeah for your point i mean even this country that we live in that we enjoy was founded on violence right mm -hmm. the the revolutionary war and it absolutely had to happen that way to take a stand you yeah. know but it did get to a certain point the war ended didn't it the violence war stopped so, yeah so you got revolutionary war civil war uh the american indian war you yeah. have when Texas needed to be taken from Mexico, there's a bunch of scenarios where violence yeah. happened and then there was action, but it didn't continue to happen. It's just, I think we're so integrated now with media, yeah. it's easy yeah. to pick sides. It is, and man, right the on. Issue is. Yep. Even with the Revolutionary War, you know, because we say in America that we won it, right? We won our independence, right? When you look back at it, and I love talking to another history buff because I, <laughs> this is great, but you look yeah. back at it and it really got to the point to where the British decided, because we were in it all in, right? All in. We were, we were. We were achieving our outcome no matter what. We were going to have our independence. But Britain ended up saying, you know what? I don't think it's worth it to continue this because it's going to kill more people on both sides. Maybe yeah. now we need to sit down and talk. That was the threshold that we're right. talking about, right? Because it wasn't even like a, a surrender, so to speak. It was just, hey, let's stop fighting <laughs> and figure this out. That's yeah. really what happened. You know, and just then like there, Vietnam. Exactly. Yep. And then it was a treaty that's formed at that point. What's a treaty? That's both sides, both sides agreeing to terms. A surrender is saying whatever you want, I'm going to do because you won. But a treaty means that we have come to terms on both sides for things that we want that are beneficial to both of us, understanding that what has happened before in the past was not working, which is how we got to this right. point to begin with, which is what drove the violence. And now that we realize that because the violence helped us get to that point, now we also recognize that we don't need more violence or unending violence. It was the awareness yeah. side of it that kicked it off saying, maybe we really should do something different now. You know, so that's probably the threshold that we're talking about mm -hmm. is where it does does come to a point where you know what let's just stop fighting and actually do something about this yep. now we realize that what has happened yep. before needs to change now we've had violence we've had deaths let's make that change yep yeah and there's just so many things that throughout history in general that are swept under the rug that one side may not know and so it brings about again that level of yeah. not knowing where 
you should educate people yep. before yep. you point the finger. I'm not saying, you know, you, you just need to educate people sometimes. Yeah. Because if you had nothing to do with anything and I'm getting mad at you, there's that that makes you feel a certain yeah. way. But if I educate you and then we're talking like we are now, we resolve things. We move forward. Yep. Right on, brother. Dude, I really appreciate you diving into this with me today. This is actually the first time I've really talked about this on my show. And I, I felt that you and I really kind of see each other for who we are. Yeah, mm -hmm. And it's it's awesome, man, just getting down to the heartstrings with this stuff. I appreciate that, man, a lot. You're, uh, you're amazing. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> cool, brother. No, you are. You're amazing. <laughs> well, thanks, brother. <laughs> thank you. So Instagram, everyone can find you there at J underscore Rambo 85, right? Yeah, so I've changed that one. <laughs> so All right, so it's one. different. Where can everybody I follow you? I just changed you? it. I um, want to send people to follow you. So where, the, where can they so find I you? I tried to find like, just my name, and someone has it. Justin so Rambo, yeah. Yeah, so I just put Mr. Dot personal underscore development. All right, Mr. Dot personal underscore development. Sweet. Yes. Mr. Underscore development. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Personal development. Justin Rambo. There we go. Sweet. Yeah, I, tried, awesome, I really wanted my name, but th that person won't give it up. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> I feel you there. Yeah. That's why I'm Mr. Rick Jordan. That's how it goes. Right. On social go. at Mr. Rick Jordan. Yep. Yeah, cool I tried man. Everything. I know, dude. You're awesome. Thank you. No, thank you. Cool. Appreciate you being on. See ya. All right. See ya. All right, we're good, man. They'll cut it there. Dude, All right, for real, man, thank you. I, I appreciate you diving into this with me. You know, my, my heart's there, and it's it's difficult sometimes, like you said, with the emotions. You know, and I think you and I are, are both at a pretty stable state when it, when it comes to that, mm -hmm. to where we can actually have a good conversation about that. That's yeah. awesome, man. Cool. Yeah, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. We're pretty stable. We're yep. good to go. For sure, man. Dude, I see your uh, your photo on here. That's fun. You've got greatness on your hat. That's really yeah, cool. Yeah, I got that from the Lewis Howes event. Nice. That's really cool, yeah. man. Sweet. Awesome, dude. Well, when this comes out, you'll get a, uh, you know, I don't know how far out we're at right now. We're probably about four weeks out because we just stack these things up. But when it comes out, man, we share it all over the place. We'll send you collateral, too, and assets to share as well to get it out to your audience because uh, we dude use this you know if you want the video the audio any of it we'll send it to you and you can repurpose it for any way you want to cool appreciate awesome, it thanks man. Rick. yeah well, dude thanks for being on you're an amazing dude <laughs> anytime I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll cross paths again but definitely appreciate Absolutely. it my dad's yeah. name is rick as well oh nice dude it's a great name so is justin <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sweet brother cool right. man yeah dm me anytime that's the best way to get a hold of me and we'll be in touch too when this comes out and I, i'd love to do an instagram live with you the day before this oh, publishes yeah. too so my team will coordinate that with you and we'll hop on a live cool perfect Sounds awesome good. man cool brother have a great all day right. man all right talk to you thanks you too take it easy see ya see ya Hey, thanks for going all in with me today. Subscribe to the show so you get the new episodes when they come out. Rate and review the show if you're listening on iTunes. Follow me on social media at Mr. Rick Jordan. As always, you can find links and references to anything we've talked about in this episode in the show notes. And finally, share this episode with someone who you think might be able to level up their life by listening. I am Rick Jordan and I approve this message.